America. My name is I'm Yosef Frimpong. I come to you live every Thursday about this time. And today I'm going to talk a little bit about constitutional amendments. I'm going to talk a little bit about abortion. And just to give you the top line argument, you need abortion in the Constitution, either pro or against, because without abortion in the Constitution, it will overwhelm and overdetermine political discourse forever. We're never going to settle it. When I, like this isn't one of those things that science settles, especially when faith is involved and something as ambiguous as like the realization of, of human <laughs> of humanity. So you just need it in the constitution in order to settle it so that we could talk about other things about which we can disagree um, like in a more political manner, right? So you need you need abortion in the constitution in order to settle it either way i am fine with pro i'm pro-choice i'm not in the business of using the law to tell women what to do or to and i don't want to criminalize childbirth i mean that's that's a big one i don't want to criminalize i don't want to criminalize medical decisions i just don't i don't want to create i want to create fewer criminals and um so i would rather it settled that way but you need it in the constitution in order to settle it lest it will overdetermine our political life. And we won't be, you know, self-governing nation. We will be a nation that's governed by one issue. Right? And that is not because that one issue then can then overwhelm the choices we have for all of our other issues. All right, so that's why I support the constitutional amendment for abortion. Um, but let's talk a little bit about constitutional amendments in general. All right, so we're going to talk a little bit about constitutional amendments in general once I hit the opening. To the beach, so constitutional amendments, people are scared of constitutional amendments because they sound so hard and so, so much, but they're actually a very important part of the process because through the constitution is what secures our ability to govern ourselves. The actual particular way we want to govern ourselves, that's up to the kind of the, 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 the state, the statutory legislation. But the constitution is supposed to secure the conditions of equality that allow us to govern ourselves. For example, can you really be part of a self-governing nation if you don't have any time to participate in politics, right? So no. So you need constitutional provisions that secure people like the time and the space of mind and the resources in order to actually um, uh, govern or participate in self-government, right? So the different kinds, uh, how can I explain this? So you need, governance is a matter of deciding about the rules of the whole, right? And self-governance is a matter of, of all the people among the, the body politic um, contributing to discussions about how to decide the rules of the whole. Now, which particular kind of whole is, you know, something that the whole uh, decides, but the institutions through which the whole decides which kind of whole it wants to be have to be secured outside of those provisions. So for example, 
You can decide what kind of job you have, but you can't sell yourself into slavery, right? Because to sell yourself into slavery would be to take away your power to decide what kind of job to have, right? But we can also make you have a job because everyone has to work. We're not going to decide what kind of job, but everyone's got to work. That's why we have, you know, taxes and things that cost. That's fine. But uh, we, can't, we don't let you sell yourself into slavery because that takes away your ability to decide what kind of job you have. And so, like, it's a constitutional – slavery is against – like, our – needs to be in our – like, against the Constitution because that's a condition of civil freedom in general. Right. So to make a whole nation, to make a whole nation is this big artificial project because a lot of freedom is artificial. Um, I know people say like, well, you know, if it's not natural, it's not good. Nothing good is natural. You know what's natural? Cancer. Um, what's natural? Like nothing, none of your favorite sports are natural. No, people had to come together and artificially make them. And then now they enforce them, not with nature, but with referees and, uh, and like anything that has to do with self-determination is self-determination away from the over-determination of nature, right? So just the fact that nations are themselves not natural doesn't mean they aren't institutions of freedom. They're institutions of freedom because they're not natural. Like with natural, you have like all of these inequalities and, and no negotiation. Nature doesn't respect your rights. Try to negotiate with a tiger and we'll see how that works out. So if you want to be free, if you want to be self-determining, you need artificial institutions that then you govern. And in order to govern, you need constitutional provisions that secure you a place at the table in order to govern what kind of artificial institutions you want to be, right? So there's going to be an institution, there's going to be a difference between participating in an artificial institution, like playing basketball and then governing basketball, right? In order to govern basketball, you need, um, you know, that's where you decide like how long the three-point line should be and all of that stuff. Should there be a three-point line? They're like, those are governing issues, not playing issues. Playing, you're just playing and trying to win. When you govern, you're thinking about the whole game. What constitutes a travel? Is a Euro step a travel? I've seen some dicey Euro steps in my time and in, in, in these in this last decade that I don't I, I feel some sort of way about. But those are issues of governance, right? Not issues of actual like participation as a player. Now, if you want the NBA to be a self-governing league, that means the players themselves have to, no matter how well their team does, poorly or well, the players themselves have to have a say in governing the rules of the league. That's not the way the league works right now. That's why the league is not a self-governing entity. However, the United States is a self-governing entity. That means every person in it has to have a say in how it's run. But since there are inequalities within it, those inequalities need to be um, uh, mitigated by constitutional protections so that everybody can assert their political power on a par with others. Does that make sense? So that's what constitutional protections are for. At the top level, they're for allowing people to assert their political power on a par with others amid all of the inequalities um, in our social and family lives. Right? So you need political protections to allow everyone to participate in self-governance on a par with each other. Can you participate on self-governance on a par with, that, with each other if you're scared of pissing off your boss? No, because your boss then gets to speak 
and participate in freedom of speech and you have to keep your mouth shut because you're not free. Like I always say, one thing I liked about Donald Trump's presidency was that he was a guy who was rich enough to speak his mind, tell CNN to hush. You know, I like that. There's a freedom that comes with having that much, <laughs> with, with, with owning um, buildings and owning that much and being a billionaire. There's a kind of freedom. And if you want me to remain free, by the way, the one reason uh, you don't find more people like me just in your life is a lot of them think like me, but they're not, uh, they don't talk like me because they're not free because they're scared of someone jeopardizing their white check. So if you want me to keep being free and support my freedom in general, go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in five, 15 or $50 a month. And I will continue to do what I do. Maybe grow the station, definitely get my kids music lessons and keep like, you know, all the social conditions of political freedom. Um, since now I, 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 I do not as much have to worry about, um, jeopardizing a check. I can actually, I can actually, you know, be free, right? So there's a certain, so the social conditions of political freedom and black people in mass. I mean, you got every now and then you get a free Negro, but there aren't too many of them. Even Al Sharpton, all your favorite loud Negroes aren't free because they're still scared of jeopardizing, um, the white paycheck. But... Uh, I am for your HBCUs. Those people are not free. <laughs> HBCUs fired Carter G. Woodson and and uh, um, W. B. Du Bois and you know uh, Howard Zinn. Like HBCUs fire radicals, especially pe people who preach black freedom, because you know that's going to come if you're serious about freedom for black people. That you're going to have to talk about white culture that enslaves black people or just runs the internal colony that is black communities in the United States. And if you don't think black communities are internal colonies, well, I don't know what to tell you. I, you know, we don't own anything. <laughs> and if you don't own anything, any commercial land and not, and we're the highest renting class too. If you don't own in a, in a capitalist democracy, then you are pretty much run by the people who own you. Just ask anyone who saw the rent go up uh, this last year and nobody asked them. They just upped their rent, right? So you know, we're an internal colony. We don't have the conditions of freedom. But if you want at least one free Negro talking about it, go to www.funkyacademic.com and that will clarify it. So through uh, constitutional provisions are how we secure the conditions of self-government. And then it is through enacting, through participating in self-government that we decide everything else, right? But some things need to be secured. So we don't want our political discourse and all of our governing decisions to be overdetermined by something like abortion. Right. And since abortion is not going anywhere, it will never be settled. It needs a constitutional provision so that it's now off the table and we could discuss other things and actually have some sort of nuance and, and variety in our politics rather than having like the specter of baby killing or non baby killing or enslaving women on what you got the baby killers on one side and the, the uh, enslaved women on the other who don't want it like and we want we want that. That is such an overwhelming discourse that it distorts everything else in our political life. So we need it off the table. That's why abortion should be a constitutional amendment. That's one reason. There are a few reasons, but that's why it should be a constitutional amendment to enable a, a quality of self-governance that's not overdetermined by the abortion question. Good. All right. So in general, you need constitutional provisions for all of the conditions of self-government. For example, can you be free in the United States without a job? without a source of income. No, you can't be, right? Also, you can't be free in the United States if nobody works 
<laughs> everything that you see, including the internet and like everything, except for the words out of my mouth, everything about this presentation was supplied by somebody else's work, right? And they need to be compensated for that. So like our freedom, including my freedom to do this podcast is, is put together by a slew of people working, you know, little people making these microphones and you know someone weave this uh <laughs> my background and all of that stuff so we need to account for all the work that needs to be done for self-determination to happen for the realization of freedom through you know mediums like this and also um the uh, compensation for the people who like myself are participating in, in producing goods and services right so there needs to be some sort of job scheme that secures everyone a job that's not tyrannical so that the people can be free because you can't be free and be scared of ticking off your boss same with something like family so like i want to be free in my family i want to organize my family the way i want to organize my family i want to talk about my family i want i want my family secure and the freedom to participate in the family and determine myself through my family can't be held hostage is another argument for why um for for uh abortion rights like if you can't be free to determine your family you can't be politically free either because you know if i can't uh i i if i'm scared to say something and then lose my job and then it's not just me who suffers but the whole clan the they'll say frimpongs who suffer then that's a form of political like that's not real self-governance They'll end up being an oligarchy where the only people who are free are people who aren't, who aren't scared of jeopardizing their family, right? So you need to secure family rights in order to enable political freedom. There's another reason why you want um, something like a federal job guarantee, because that gets you the labor and it also gets the family security. I had a federal job guarantee at above poverty wages. I want a federal job guarantee. I'll say $27. Then everybody who wants a job, every grown person who wants a job, should be able to sign up for one pretty much at $27 an hour. And I think it should be, I'm okay with it being tied to how many dependents you have. Okay. Either we pay, we have child stipends where uh, everyone just gets 900 bucks a month per kid. Cause look, everyone, like kids shouldn't be punished for the, for their parents being poor. And um, it just costs a lot of money to raise a kid. Well, functionally, in a, in a complicated democracy. So I think everyone should get 900 bucks per kid, or we just have a federal job guarantee where you get more money for more kids you have, <laughs> right? So if you have zero kids, you get $20. If you have a kid, you get $24 an hour. If you have two kids, you get $28 an hour. If you have three kids, you get $32 an hour. You, like we could work out some sort of uh, dependence that way. Either way is fine with me, but that way you get people working and you get them working in the unionized job, secured unionized job, where they have enough money to s fulfill their other responsibilities. So I actually don't have a problem with tying um, compensation to dependents at the federal level. And if you want out of that scheme, you just work for the private market, right? So there's, there's, there's got to be a floor so that people can be free in their families and free in, 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 in for political life. And that needs, so we need secure jobs so that people aren't hostage by the whims of their employer. And we need jobs that pay enough so that you can fulfill 
your um, family responsibilities and also jobs that won't punish you for participating in politics, right? And that can come with a federal job guarantee that no matter how crazy your politics are, you'll always have a job. If you're willing to work, we can put you to work at, you know, $30 an hour doing something. Right. So I'm I'm fine with all of these provisions. Look, we have social security for people who age out. We could build in um, a nation that actually was secure, that's serious about securing the conditions of both freedom and freedom through work, right? Because there's this illusion that liberals have that like work is is not required for freedom, and that like this is kind of the UBI people. They 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 believe this. I think that's kind of trash. Um, organized work that you don't necessarily want to do is absolutely required for freedom. And so it should be compensated, <laughs> right? And so it should be compensated um, as such. And I'm kind of against rampant welfare and I am for securing people well-paying good jobs that are unionized that, you know, we can even cut down full-time work to 30 hours a week, that's fine. But I am pro-work because we are free through other people's labor. Um, so if we're serious about freedom, we're serious about like securing the conditions of other people's labor. Uh, and um, so, yeah, so there should be a constitutional provision also for a job, a guaranteed job. And, you know, FDR talk like this. FDR talk like this. Let me see if I can find that. I don't know if I can find Yeah, I mean, FDR um, in his second bullet of rights before he, uh, he died, he was like, look, we need to guarantee people a job. We guarantee people health care. guarantee people an education. And this is all as conditions of freedom. And these all should be constitutionally, constitutionally um, secured. And, you know, the details can be worked out through statutory means, but through legislative means. But as a constitutional provision, we need to admit that if we're serious about self-determination as a nation, we need everyone to be, we need the government to stand, step in as the employer of last resort, right? They didn't worry about this at the founding because the only people they worried about governing were, you know, landed gentry. <laughs> and, and so they just had property rights, right? And um, you only needed property rights if, you understood democracy to be like a Greek democracy, uh, rule of the landed gentry. But if you actually extend the concept to a self-governing whole nation, we need to talk about the employees. We need to talk about the workers. And what are their conditions of participating in politics on a par with landed gentry? This is one reason why there aren't a lot of renters and there aren't a lot of employees who make it to Congress. Congress people are landed gentry and independent professionals. And that's how they are allowed to, you know, run and participate in Congress because, and, and who own property, right? Because that is how the Constitution was designed. And we need to redesign it in order to secure the conditions of political participation for everyone. Also, jury, look, jury pay needs to be real pay, people. Like, right now, it's kind of like the Olympics where it's like amateurs only. Actually, we allow professionals in the Olympics now, but you know what I mean? Like right now, um, I don't know who can, you, you need to be paid for your time in a way that compensates your responsibilities when you sit on a jury and it shouldn't just be for the idly wealthy. Right. So in general, if you want to take anything out of this little video, take the idea that constitutional amendments are very important because they secure the conditions of participating on a par with others 
in governing the whole. And then through that participation, you can decide the character of the whole. Right? But you need something outside of that deliberative um, discourse. You need like a, a background security uh, that's, that's secured in order to actually talk about the particular shapes. Right? We need a whole to decide what kind of whole we want to be. But the conditions of the whole um, need to be guaranteed outside of political deliberation. And you should have abortion be constitutionally guaranteed because without that, it overwhelms what's inside of political deliberation. Right? And it's not going away. It's not something that can, be, like, that can be just... Once it's made a political football, it will always be a political football. And, you know, maybe it wasn't that big of a deal a hundred years ago when we didn't take women seriously, but we do take women seriously now. So, like, their claim to not, to have their, uh, like, birth control is, like, and family planning, that's, that's a legitimate claim. Also, the people, the Catholics or whoever thinks that it might be normalizing a culture of, of baby murder, that claim's not going anywhere either. And so we just need to settle it once and for all and take it off the table before it, it distorts all of our politics. Um, by the way, but black people, before we actually um, say anything, come down on the side officially on this, I think we need to ask the whites for reparations, right? Because, you know, I'll do a whole video about how politics is a power game, and this is the leverage we have right now um, uh, with white Democrats who don't really listen to us about anything else, but now they need us to, for abortion. So, like, I think we should withhold our support for abortion rights until they are serious about reparations or at least match their energy. You know, I said this on Twitter and people called me a misogynist because I said that we should match white pro-choice Democrats' energy on reparations with our energy on uh, choice activism and birth control and reproductive, you know, reproductive justice. And I was just talking about matching energy. But, you know, with this, when you're dealing with the whites, you're dealing with a class of people, especially white liberals, eh, just white conservatives in general, the whites in general. You're dealing with a class of people who are used to an energy subsidy. They're used to getting our energy for free. So you got a lot of people who are pro-choice who are used to black people working for them for, for, for nothing. And then get a little bit surprised when we say like, all right, we'll work for you because it's a just cause, but you also have to respect our justice claims um, because we're an internal colony in the United States. And they're not used to that. Plus, it would jeopardize some of their comforts and perks. And they're not used to that either. And that's just something they're going to have to get used to if they want our support on abortion, which I'm perfectly willing to give as long as you match. I, and I will match your energy, the energy that you put forth for reparations. If that's too much for you, if that sounds ridiculous, if that sounds too much. And, yeah, and I said this before, and I'll say it again. Uh, some black women, I'm sure in the comments will be like, well, black women need reparations and abortions too. Yes, that's true. I'm supportive of that. And as soon as, make sure you tell all the white women that too, so that they get serious about reparations, so that I will get serious about um, abortion. And like everyone will get what they need. And then, you know, black women will say like, don't use black women as footballs and pawns. I'm like, look, this is a democracy. Everybody's a pawn and everyone's a queen. In a democracy, like everyone's needs are uh, at play. It'd be one thing if, when you're dealing with white liberals if they actually listen to reason arguments and justice claims, but they don't. They don't care. 
Like everything's a pet project to them until it actually affects them. And this actually affects them. So we need to use it to actually like um, get the, the, the justice we need, right? So I will match your energy on abortion that you put forth in reparations for American descendants of slaves. That is a perfectly fair and appropriate request. You're actually getting off cheap, um, but uh, th I think that should be the line of argument. Thank you for your time. I will see you next week. If you like anything I'm saying, go ahead, go to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in five, 15 or $50 a month. And I will keep saying it because people need, people need this. Peace.